rambling in Havana I took a little risk Send lawyers, guns and money Dead, get me out of this Alright, welcome everyone to episode 40. Is it three? Forty-three of the Matt That's Jones. That's what you podcast. said on take one. Yes, Matt. well, we yes. had to do two takes, yes. everybody. Sometimes, yes. you know, sometimes you don't necessarily take two. Sometimes you don't necessarily get it right the first time. But uh, we are joined here by Zach McCrite, who you'll hear from in just a second. That was his voice. You may remember it from the past. I want to tell you this edition of the Matt Jones podcast is sponsored by Vistaprint. Do you have business cards, Zach? Uh, yes, actually I do. And I tell you, I think they are Vista Prince. Are they Vista Prince? Yes. Yes. I got little ones. This has been a while back when I started my podcast. Um, I got like, they're half size. They're not full, like they're not full size business cards. Cut the top half of it long ways. Cut the, cut it out. And yeah, I just did little ones just to make myself. Just to make it work. More noticed, and so it wouldn't fit in somebody's business card holder the same way. They'd be annoyed by the business card of one. I like it. Well, that's what you want. So, it's not Bonobos. It's Vistaprint. Vistaprint.com, promo code KSR. Or no, for this one, the promo code's Matt. Sorry, Zach. For this one's promo code's Matt because we want to support the podcast. So, 500 business cards, $9.99, promo code Matt. You can get them like Zach. I have some. I literally probably have had 15 people over the last month hand me a business card and say, I got that at Vistaprint after using your promo code Matt for the podcast, vistaprint.com, promo code Matt. Zach McCright, that that's a voice that some of you are going to know from the past because when KSR started now almost six years that's ago. That's crazy. Almost six years ago, the original uh, co-host, pre-Shannon the Dude, pre-Ryan Lemon, was Big Easy, Zach McCrite. And Zach, I wanted you to come in. You've moved back in, the, in this area, and I can't thank you enough for doing it. Oh, I'm, well, I'm, what, for coming back? Oh, you're welcome. No, uh, no, no, but for coming, coming in and talking. No, yes. I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm more than happy to do it for you, Matt. Um, this is, uh, it's weird that I can't believe I've been gone for five years. Like, it doesn't, yeah. it's six. Seems, it seems well, you've like been gone for five. Yeah, I've been gone for five. I think, we're, I think I was here for about, what, six or seven months, maybe eight we months. We started the show in September of 10. Yeah, I was gone in March And 11. you left right after right right March, March Madness started. Yeah. Yes. Terrible um, timing and totally, I'm sure, put the show in a bind. In ter- not, not because of my opinions, but probably just because of running the board. Well, it worked. Like well, it was, it was, you know, it was funny about the whole thing. I was still working for CBS then. That was That's the year right. I worked for CBS, and so I was traveling a lot. And I'm not even sure if we did shows during March. It's it's so funny how all this developed because when you and I started, well, let, let's start from the beginning. You first of all update people. What, what you are back here in Indiana? You've had I a am. child. I've had a child. Um, probably most of the reason that we came back was because of the child. We had a child in July. And uh, she, w- her name is Remy uh, Remington, short uh, Remy Remy. We What's Remy. the Remy? Uh, You're th- thinking Remy Danton from House of Cards, probably. Yes, um, but we use it as a girl's name. Um, there was an old volleyball player that we who, who, who's the let me because it's been a while. volleyball player. It's but, been a little while since I've seen House of Cards. Remy is he which, is the uh, is he the black guy? Yeah, he's the tall, bald black guy. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. is doing all the finagle the oil finagling yeah, 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 behind yeah, the yeah, scenes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, she was born in July, and I was still doing great in Oklahoma City. Uh, I was right at that point in the middle of a three-year contract, and so halfway, and she was a big girl, nine pounds, two ounces, and just wouldn't grow. But she would eat, she would only eat like a couple ounces a day, 
but would sleep all night. And we're like, this is crazy. Something's, yeah, something's wrong. Something's wrong, yeah. Turns out she had like three different holes in her heart, which was the size of a walnut. And so she was going to eventually, if we didn't do something, die of dehydration. Wow. Um, so had to get all that fixed, but it was a long process, a lot of ICU nights and stuff like that. And parents came from out of town, which was great and everything, but it was going to be a long recovery. And So where is she now? Is she? She's good. She's, She's good. good. She's part of the zipper club, you know, got a big zipper up her chest. Um, but every time we go to the cardiologist, they say, you're good. Don't come back for a week. And then the next time it was, don't come back for three weeks. And now it's like, last one was in March and they're like, don't come back till June. So, so you, you, you moved here to be around your family. And so that it'd be kind of needed the extra support. And, um, I think, I think that for the first time in five years of being around my wife, uh, Brittany, I think it was the first time she was like, I need more help. I'm homesick. And, and well, I, let's see. The reason like, she needed is that you just you left here. Well, let's start. You, how old are you? Thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. So a lot of people don't realize this, but KSR as a radio entity, the first person that ever put us on the air was Zach. So Zach, you were working. Help me with this. You were working the, uh, at a radio station, the Sport Zone. The Sport Zone. Fort was it fifteen? I think it was fifteen seven. Fifteen seventy. You're right. And you were working for a man, and he passed away. Am he I correct? Away. What Scott was his name? Thompson. Scott Thompson. Scotty so, work- so people sometimes say to me, Matt, like, how do I get into the sports radio business? Almost everybody has a story of it was kind of weird. So, like, you were just kind of working there, helping. They had asked me. The owner of the station, who had no real uh, interest in running it, he just owned it, um, asked if I would just help run it in the interim. Yeah, so 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 you're working at this place. The, your boss dies. Boss dies. And says, this, the owner is like... I don't want to do this. Will you run it? He so, gives me the keys. So you're running it, and how old are you? Oh, gosh, 24. So you're running a radio station yeah. at the age of 24, and you decided, I guess, well, we got to have something to put on this radio station. Well, and you had asked. I mean, part of it was uh, you. I, we had a mutual acquaintance. I think it was Keith Conrad at the time, Keith wasn't it? Keith Conrad, that's right, the and lawyer. We yeah. had a mutual acquaintance, and so um, he connected us, and you were just like, Look, I'll come on at six o'clock at night, and I'm like, this signal is zero at six o'clock yeah. at night, and you're like, I don't care. Well, we, I was basically going around, and this is what you have to do, and, and and this would be like everything. This would be harder to do now than it was to do back then. But I was just going around begging radio stations to put me on the air. I was like, you don't have to pay me. Yeah, just, yeah. just put me on the air. I like, I don't care. Just put me on the air, and they still would all say no, which is a good example to show you that people in radio have no idea what they're doing. I mean, like, like, like these people, nobody knows what's going to work. It's because it's all corporate now. You got in with me. Because it was local. That was a total mom and pop shop. Yeah. And it was like, well, you're going to do it for nothing and you'll come on, at, you know, at, during darkness. Come on by. So we would come on at night. Uh, it was myself, Rob Goodell sometimes, Chris Tomlin, Tomlin sometimes. Came in, yeah. And the producer I remember Tomlin doing real quick. I remember Tomlin doing the old old baseball old baseball report. Oh my! I will gosh. go ahead and tell Snow you my favorites. For those of you that are listening now, the funniest thing KSR has ever done. I, I mean this. Were those shows on that on that station because we didn't know what we were doing, and we just had fun. And like I'm sure sometimes it was unlistenable. But when we hit, it doesn't matter. But when we hit, like when yeah. Tomlin did the baseball thing, uh, it was great because it was like you had nothing to lose and you would just sit there and just let it fly. Our producer was your buddy, Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate. <laughs> you know, funny story. All right. Nasty Nate ended up 
um, after working for me at that station, uh, he ended up working for my dad in highway construction. Okay. okay? Yes. So poorly, mind you. <laughs> that my dad had to end up basically letting him go. So uh, he, got fired. he worked both for me and my dad, survived somehow under me, but got fired by my dad. Nasty Nate was great because he sort of lived his name. Like his clothes oh, were... Like, was proud of. Like he wore t-shirts with holes in them. And like he was yeah. just... He was nasty. And he had a great story, which I don't remember the specifics of, about one time being at the Liberty Bowl when Louisville made the Liberty Bowl years ago when they made that rap song, We're Going to the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> I don't remember They this. did. They made a rap song. But anyway, he was there and apparently was with a girl who he met in Memphis who she didn't tell him that her husband was there in Memphis. He came back really? and he ran out of the hotel naked and was just in the hotel, this like the Peabody where the ducks are. Yes, yes. He was in the Peabody naked and had to like basically call, get a bathrobe and leave the Peabody. They had oh, that is fantastic. Nasty Nate nasty of all people. Nate. And we, there was another one where he would, uh, and this, is, this isn't like nearly as funny as that, but there's one where he would uh, give me, he gave me a picture and he's dead serious. He is not trying to make a joke out of what he's about to show me, okay? He gives me a picture and goes, um, uh, yeah, I cut all my hair off. Here was my here was me. Oh, with, I remember that. With all of my hair. Oh, he looked okay? ridiculous. Yeah, and he had he had uh, hair like down below his shoulder. Okay. Yeah. But what was weird about the picture is he had no shirt on, and he was um, <laughs> nasty. And, and he was oddly um, in front of a shower, so he had taken a picture, and uh, and we see him we're like, and I'm like uh, Nate, what is a beer can doing in the background? He's like, I had a beer. What what, what gives? I'm like. I said, it's on the, sh- the, the, the cabinet of the shower. You have it on the shelf of the shower. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I, he drinks I, I the drink shower. in the shower. Why like, wouldn't you do that? That makes complete sense, Nate. So, so Nasty Nate would produce, and, and like it was at night, so you could only hear it if you were like in the neighborhood, or we had a small audience streaming online, a very small mm-hmm. audience. And we had the same callers. Right, like Carolina Steve, Hink, uh, Hink, Scott and Shelbyville. Scott and Shelbyville, yeah. Like these little, like just a few people, but it was the most fun. And then all of a sudden, so a couple things happen. One, Dugan Ryan buys the station. Yeah, I think him and uh, some partners either leased it out or bought it, something like that. And so then they were trying to make it like a thing. Yeah. I give Dugan a hard time. I once again got passed over to give it like the main slots to other people who, you know, that's fine. Uh, but because Dugan's my buddy, but we kept doing it. And, and over time, like basically we rode that train for a while, but this is how life is interesting, right? So you're working some with Dugan, et cetera. Yep. And then all of a sudden that station sort of goes away. Yep. And it was right as I get offered this show. Yep. And they and I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I got offered the show by myself, but I knew I couldn't do it by myself. And I asked you to do it with me. Yeah, and and it was, I'm unemployed. Yeah, you know. and and so you come in Timing. and we start. And that when we first started KSR, it was only on in Louisville, right? Like it wasn't even yeah. on in Lexington. Yeah. I don't think it was on in Lexington when you were on it. I don't think we had Lexington yet. In the first six months, though, I mean. We got Morgantown. You got got some affiliates right away. Morgantown was the very first one. Yeah, I remember that. I I think before I left, I want to say the number was like six. I remember that we used to be on only in Louisville and Morgantown. Morgantown. I didn't even know where where Morgantown was. (laughs) And we were like, we're on in Morgantown. But you and I did that show then, and you actually taught me a ton about doing a radio show with another person. And it took many months 
to find someone that even could have the the sort of chemistry that you and I did because it's not like that's a thing. Like you have to be able to interact with somebody. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I have kind of carved a role whenever I'm doing a, a uh, multi-person thing. I've kind of become the role of poker. Yeah, you like to poke. I like to poke, and I and and I and I and, and, and I when, think we knew. And we when knew you were, we were on, it, we didn't mind. We didn't mind it going. It wasn't at a big deal. Other. Yeah, but when we when you were on, it was unlike the KSR now because you like to be the antagonist to UK fans. Uh, well, because like I like I, to be the antagonist to the blue colored glasses. Yeah. Fan. But I, I mean, think that there's, is, there's a difference. But, but you most, were there's here, a lot of UK fans that are You like were that, here but. in the right after the John Wall year. Like, things have never been more exciting for Kentucky fans. Yeah, yeah. And you like to sort of – like, people who listen now know Ryan and Shannon are Kentucky fans. Yeah. But you're an Indiana fan. Yeah. And so yeah. you really liked poking the bear, which is something we don't have as much now, but you seem to really enjoy I, I did. I did. I mean, I thought it was – I thought – see, this is the way I when – I whenever I was here, this is the way I was thinking about it is how can I get – and I know this is going to sound egotistical or, or that I'm trying to be too smart, and it really is not. How can I get the best Matt? And I thought if I make Matt mad, go crazy, yeah, it's probably going to be good radio. Dude, people, people act like that's when I – they think I'm better when I'm angry and sort of – You are. <laughs> you're absolutely better when you're angry. Like every time Rick Pitino makes you angry, like that's the best ra- – I can, if if you did daily books, if we had daily ratings yeah. every time, I mean, they and do you something. know, you know this with the downloads and your visit, you know yeah. this by the stats yeah. you already have. Every time Rick Patino does, well, something a lot crazy, of times I've said, like, I'm glad Rick Patino exists because it pr- creates it's a good you a foil. bunch of money. It creates a very good foil. Now here, now now, I like to be real on these things. I never got the feeling. Now I don't feel this way now, but I never got the feeling when you were here that you liked me. Like, I feel like, no, no, I mean that. Like, I feel like, because let me just be, let me be clear. That's not on you. I was very difficult to work with during that period of time. Maybe not so much with you, but just like I was doing TV then, and that was very stressful and all that. Did did you, or were you just like, this is what I have to do to stay in the business? Well, first off, I never didn't like you. But this is what, this is what, there is some nuance to this. There were times where it made me angry, mm-hmm. maybe not to you, but um, internally probably, that you didn't understand that I was just trying to do radio. Like, when I'm poking at you, yeah. it's not because I'm pissed or, or, or I'm trying to piss you off It's like personally. part of the show, right? It was just... I think this will be good. Yeah. And eventually you got it. And so, and after that, it was, I mean, it was smooth sailing. Like you said, chemistry, I thought went really well. But for the first month or two, um, I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive this. Oh, I know. I think you said that to people, right? I remember Vanetti saying at some point, like, you're going to lose yeah, Zach yeah, I mean, I, because he can't, he can't do it. Because yeah. did we, like, I can't remember. Did we like fight on the air or something? <sighs> It was so weird because I didn't even know how to host I can't a show. Even remember. I didn't even like, know how to host. Thing. I didn't know how to host a show back then. Like we didn't get the calls that we do now. Like yeah. it was just a different kind of thing, and I didn't know. And I knew that you. I've said this a lot. You're the best I know, locally, at hosting a show by yourself. 
Like well, most, not, that's too, I mean, that's a small group. Yeah, but but I mean, even like I don't know many regional hosts who can host by themselves. Like Rush Limbaugh is playing in my ear back here, and that dude sits there for three hours a day and I just talks. I don't know how he does it. I, I mean, leave aside what he's talking about. I don't know how he does it, but you could do that. You could sit there by yourself and go I really in don't a way know that how I, I did it. But 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 I'll be honest. I always felt a lot like, of stupid prep. But I you mean, did a good job. That was a, a lot of really bad prep, and I bet if I went back and listened to those, I would hate the way I sounded. You would play, you would play the feud with nasty. Oh Nate. yeah, feud. Yeah, yeah. But see, you say nasty Nate. See, there's always at least a little bit of an extra. Somebody voice, else there to talk. You know, about. I mean, so there's a, there's enough. If you need to bounce something, you have. If you need a judge and jury, you've got a judge yeah. and jury on the other side, which helps. So then you went to St. Louis. You left here, Louis. and we didn't really know exactly what to do. We were sort of floundering for six or eight months. Well, we had Drew the intern at that time. And yes, who then who's turned into Drew the employee. Drew the employee, who's now married with kids. Can you believe that? Not really. I mean, that's crazy. Not really. I, I, I mean, I'm sure people say this about me too, because I'm just now a new father for the first time, but. I, 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 can you picture Drew as a, as no. a father? No, I mean, we, most of the people that have been my producer have just been sort of people that didn't clean themselves. And, like, <laughs> I mean, Shannon's not like that, but Drew was like that. Nasty Nate was like that. Um, and then you went to Oklahoma City, and I want to talk to you about Oklahoma City in a minute. And now you're back here. But it is weird considering where we started. You and I, I mean, I remember the first show. I sat in there. You sat right here. We're in the same place. Would you have ever imagined this would have built like it did? Oh. Well, uh, none of it really. I don't think um, – well, KSR, I mean, I knew it was going to be around just from sheer uh, persistence on your part. You had already shown it to me by then. So that part I don't think was going uh, was gonna to go away. But um, the way the, – the, the speed in which you've done it has uh, – I never saw coming. Um, the speed has been impressive. And I didn't – be honest with you, when I left for St. Louis – I thought I'd be back here way sooner than five years. Yeah. Way sooner. Were you shocked? I mean, you remember when the first ratings book came in. You were still here for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we came in like third. Yeah. And I remember yeah. everybody going, okay, that's this a This will never last. Th- there's no way. Lachlan was yeah. the big one. Lachlan yeah. would walk around and go, he, when he didn't think I was listening, <laughs> Lachlan would go around and go, this is a fluke. Come on now. This will I mean, never last. it'll never last and blah, 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 blah. And I, I had thought, I was, I'll tell you, where I had missed – I thought it would be fine. You know, I didn't know if it would I, – I didn't know it was going to be third. And now, I mean, first all the time at the time when I was here. But what I had missed is I thought that one-sided radio was just for politics. Yeah. And it's not. And yeah. I, I had missed it at that time. And the I whole, wasn't smart enough to – The whole it. market here has now changed in that regard. Oh, absolutely. You changed it. I mean, that's one thing for sure that you changed. It was like, okay, KSR works. Let's build an entire and, – and to some extent, before we started in radio – uh, at least here at iHeart, Jurge uh, had figured something out. Or well, at least there was that a notion U of L in Louisville. There was a notion that you have to talk about both, and to the extent you air, you must air on the side of U of L. Okay, that was the notion because you're in Louisville, right? That was the notion. So even those yeah, Louisville shows talked a lot of Kentucky because they felt like they had to, right? So, so there was no Kentucky show. Now, though, all of those shows. Are overtly partisan. Like it's not just. Correct. It's not. It's like go cat. Go cards down with cats. Correct. That was not Which is like why that I'm before. kind of an outlier now in this market. You are, and and, and, and I because I don't really like. I, I don't. Well, but here's really the thing. Care. We're gonna get you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding you. I mean, you, whether you shake your head or not, you're <laughs> gonna be doing the morning show on this station at some point. <laughs> no, you are what, because after you leave. 
No, no, no. We need 1080 here in Louisville needs to be a full station. Like it's it's just been me for six years. It's ridiculous that that's the case. I mean, Leach and I are the whole station. It is time to have a morning show, and I think that's going to be what the next thing is for you, is to be that morning show leading in to Leach. I think you do a great job. But again, if you're going for partisan radio, but you know, it, 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 everything's, I don't fit the mold. Everything's a pendulum. Because here, I'm going to say something that sounds mean, but I, it's the truth. Most people are bad at it. Okay, like you can't just... People don't realize the reason KSR works. We're for Kentucky, but we talk about other stuff. Yeah. And yes. when Cal says something ridiculous like the SEC oh, tournament. Oh, please let me rant on we that. We will. Too. In the second half of this, we're going to talk some topics. But we, we'll, we'll make fun of it. These other ones, not all of them. Tony doesn't do this. But a lot of the other ones are, well, if Louisville says it, it's great. And that's not good radio. No, no, no. That's, and that's why there's too many of those shows. They pretty much all don't have a lot of success. Because they can't match that notion. So now I think people like you are going to be back in favor where well, people go with the pendulum swings back. I, I, I see what you're saying. And I think the reason, and here I am uh, more brown nosing for you. I think the reason that you were compared to, I just tweeted about this today actually, I, based on reading a site. There are fan sites out there and fan I radio. I saw that, the Oklahoma one, yes. yeah. That – that will like, fan sites work, fan hosts work. You're living proof of that, and so are a bunch of others. You have, you cannot kneel at the altar. You can't, and 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 you, you don't. have to. You don't. Well, I mean, I hit that moment. I'll tell you the exact moment I hit it was when was Joker. Okay, I mean, Cal. When I started, there was nothing to criticize, right? Like sure, they go, sure. they the first year, uh, it's the Wall team. They're awesome. Second yeah. year, they go to the Final Four. Third year, they win the title. What am I criticizing, right? But in football, there came a point where I had to get on the radio and say, we have to fire Joker Phillips. That is not an easy thing to do. No. All right, I was on the basketball games at the time. I was not doing the football stuff, but I was doing the basketball. And so I knew, and there was a lot of pressure from UK going, I mean, they didn't want to fire him. Right, they didn't want. They liked him. They wanted to give him another year, but the attendance was terrible. And after that Vanderbilt, or after the Western Kentucky game, oh yeah, when they lost at home, I went on the radio and said, "We're going to have to make a change." And and for three or four months, I was persona non grata. But you had to do it. Like you reach a point that if you're going to have any credibility right. with the audience, I had to say, "You've got to get rid of Joker." I wonder what would happen with these U of L shows if the same thing happened now. Like, what would they do? Well, didn't I mean with Crackthorpe for a time? Did, well, Crackthorpe. I mean, I can tell you a story from that. I mean, I had I was persona non grata with Crackthorpe uh, at, at U of L. But didn't most of these U of L people still support Crackthorpe through? I mean, not the fans, but I'm talking about the media. They all sort of stayed with him. I well, newspaper. I don't know. I, I I'm can't talking about the radio show. Radios. I don't even remember. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. So probably probably so. Yeah. Probably, they probably did stick with them. Otherwise, I would have remembered them know. standing out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Craigthorpe was one. I mean, didn't Vanetti, though, kind of do it with Patino? And the well, whole- Vanetti has been – you know, Vanetti has taken quite a, a hit in saying that he thought Rick – I don't know if he said Rick should be gone, but he blamed this on Rick. He thought Rick had screwed up. I mean, he really took the Rick to the mat – and the U of L administration, Vanetti's out with them now. But here's the thing: his show's still the highest rated U of L yep, show, yep. and it's going to remain the highest rated U of L show because it's the best one. And at the end of the day, people want to be entertained. 
Well, at the end of the day, that and you have to have the backing of your bosses. And the, ba- the best way to get the backing is the numbers, the oh, money. Oh, yeah. If I didn't stuff. have the numbers, I'd have been gone a long time. I mean, that, but I mean they, that helps. Look, UofL looked at <laughs> – UofL has multiple times looked at our bosses – and since this is the podcast and on the radio, I can say this. And said, fire him or we're moving our games. I mean, they said that multiple times. And then they just recently re-signed the deal. Because at the end of the day, the money trumps yep. anything. Yep. Yep. But And UofL is, in, in the grand scheme of things, but UofL if my, is a customer oh, of, of your boss. But if my ratings were a 2 instead of an 8, You're more they would have cut bait with me a long sure. time ago. Sure. So, you know, that's kind of... That's how it is, but but you, we've got to get you back on here because you, you no, I mean it. Like you, you know how to talk to Kentucky fans, and there just aren't that many folks that can do it, and that's why we. Had well, it. to be honest with you, and this is why I've been listening a lot to you and and really to Vanetti and a lot of local radio since I got back is that I, my opinions are still. I mean, at least the really good ones that are that are based in fact and a lot of just being around the place are circa 2011. And so, like, I mean, you got to catch up. I, I, there's a lot of catching up to do, and there's there's still about 15, now you can catch up. Fifteen percent of the time, fifteen to twenty percent of the time, I'm going. What in the world are they talking about? The you, other eighty percent, I'm usually pretty good. You can but. catch up. It's not that. Look, it's Cal's great. Patino's a whiner. Bobby <laughs> Petrino's a jerk, but beats Kentucky. And you know, UK football. This is the year, right? Like, like <laughs> I've just Every caught you. Every year is the year. I've just yes, caught you. There we go. There you go. There's there's the environment. I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to talk some actual uh, specific things here with Zach. But let's talk for a second about Omaha Steaks. Do you like Omaha Steaks? I, I, I love Omaha Steaks. Omaha uh, Steaks. I'm guessing they're from Nebraska. Well, but the, 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 the big thing is that they're just great meat. Okay. And they have the meat packages, and everybody likes a good meat package. Uh, yes, speak for yourself. <laughs> Everyone likes it, specifically one that comes from uh, Omaha Steaks. And if you order right now, you can get a Father's Day gift package that is unlike anything else. It includes uh, filet mignon, it includes mm-hmm. chicken, it includes sirloin. It is There's a ton of food, and it's very, very good. And it's for a limited time offer, $49.99 for Father's Day, 80% off the regular price. Uh, uh, honey, uh, it's my first Father's Day. You know, I could use an Omaha Steaks package. Exactly. And it, all you need is the promo code meat Matt. Sorry, promo code Matt. Sorry. Promo code Matt. Some people call it the Matt Jones meat package, but if that's not what you want to call it. I'm uncomfortable with that, yes. OmahaSteaks.com. Use the promo code Matt and get a limited time offer, $49.99. Dad will love it. and he, You can grill it up. Zach, you would love it. Yep. And you got a new grill. Oh, And you're eating great. all that meat and all that. Yeah, and, oh, but, but do you I still everything. Do you still drink the tea the that makes tea. You, makes you lose all that because you lost a lot of weight when you yeah ate, and then it. I put about thirty back on um uh, no I you don't drink do the that green tea you bring a gallon of green tea that's drink right. it and then you'd pee all day that's right and then uh, it gets worse too the the older you get you have to pee uh, that much more often I've noticed <laughs> it's good to know anyway Omaha Steaks OmahaSteaks.com promo code uh, Matt for the Father's Day uh, uh, package all right so now enough about uh, you and I and our sort of uh, personal history, et cetera. Let's talk a little sports here. We'll start with the, the Calipari thing. You know, Calipari says move the SEC tournament to the beginning of the year. I actually said on the radio this morning, well, I thought that was one of the dumber things he'd said, and I love the guy. And I think he generally – you know, the thing is when you're, when you're sort of out there, the difference between like a genius and an insane person is how often your crazy idea 
is like reasonable. So I think Cal throws out five crazy ideas and four are reasonable. Whereas like Trump throws out five and a half of one is reasonable. Um, did, did, what did you think of it? Uh, there's two th- two thoughts that I had almost immediately when I saw this. The first one is I, I want to start I want to start booking this and hopefully uh, you know just, just researching this. Hopefully with your help or your listeners' help. Probably. Okay. Every time Rick Patino speaks with some positive spin on something, as he yeah. did almost 24 hours prior to mm-hmm. Cal's tweet rant, I would like to see how often. Cal responds within the next 24 hours. It's fascinating because I actually think both schools are do, do do, do an elaborate dance with each other. And I'll tell you what, I think it is whichever school is on top. So let me give you an example. I agree with you. I think Cal sort of owns Rick. So when Rick has a good moment, Cal comes and just lets him know, I'll have a bigger moment. Excuse me. Yes. Like just bumps him with his hip. Like Whereas, but in a couple of the other sports, it works the opposite. So Lex, so UK gets rid of their baseball coach, and then that afternoon, Jurich reminds UK, I have a baseball coach that's now going to be the highest yeah. paid in the country. Yeah, yeah. And but, we're probably going to build a stadium here pretty soon. Yeah, but, like yeah. I, think that, I think they both in the areas where they have – Dominance. Yeah, where they have the upper hand. They like to always remind the other That's school that daddy's in charge. That's probably you know true. But I mean. damn it, basketball's the one. You know, it's that damn basketball one. So that was one thought. The other is that you know I feel like sometimes you know, and, and really the way Cal positions it makes me think of this is like sometimes when Cal wants to just get out there, he's like. I was picturing like a ten-year-old diving oh, he's off like, a, oh, you're exactly diving right. off a wait. diving board. <laughs> he can't wait. He's like, I had an idea while I was on the treadmill, and he's like, "Here we go, belly whopper into the okay, pool." Okay, you're gonna Woo! break everyone's ears Sorry. there. You're doing belly a Benetti whopper. thing. Um, you know, and the, he's like, "I think we should split it into two courts and put a curtain down the side, backflip." You know, we. <laughs> you know, I feel like he's that guy. He and, is. Um, and and uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, the. When he first got here, the SEC tournament, I hate the SEC tournament. Now it's just no, double no, no. the game. He, he still hates it. The, the thing is, he hates it. Here, the, the thing about Cal is, he has done something that is amazing. He has completely changed the mindset of this fan base on a lot of things. Okay, if This fan base could not have cared less about the NBA. I mean, could not That's have true. cared less about it. And now they care. And he is not now. He, you know, remember when he got up and said, "This is the greatest day in the history of the of the of the yeah, of Kentucky basketball." Yeah, I, most people still think that's wrong, but what he has done is he's kind of gotten fans to buy into the players first mentality and like all that. I think it eats at Cal that he can't convince us the SEC tournament's bad because we like it and we're not going with him on that. <laughs> you know what just, I mean? It's a holiday every year. It's a holiday exactly. And since he can't convince us of that. He wants to still change it. Like he wants to still get something. You know, like he hates it. He hasn't had he hasn't been able to put his footprint on it other than winning. He hasn't been able to put exactly. his footprint on it. Because he wanted to convince Kentucky fans it was worthless. And he can't. So I, I think it genuinely eats it, Cal, Zach, that like we all go to the SEC tournament and then when we played in Des Moines in the NCAA tournament, yeah, no one was there. That was kind of surprising to me. But that drives him nuts. I think he would think, well, why don't you all go to Des Moines? Sure. Like, why are you going to Nashville? But he just doesn't get that, like, it's a holiday. It's spring break for us. Well, that and everyone knows where they're going. 
Exactly for the tournament, and you like, can't plan in advance. Yeah, I mean, and, every, not everyone is 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 uh, well off to go. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll buy an eight hundred dollar ticket to Des Moines, the <laughs> hardest place to get to in America. You know, uh, here in in three days' time. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just not. So I think that drives him a little crazy. I'm with you though. It was stupid. And then, like, I think he initially realized it was silly. So then he came up with, "Well, let's have two courts going." <laughs> and you're right. He hates Whee! he hates the games, but he wants to play twice as many. <laughs> What is that? It was about? just bizarre. Um, but but the the part of it that is is like I mean it's almost like he's like oh, he's our good old boy. Like you know oh that well, here's so the thing sweet. he, he does, did it again. Here's That's the thing funny. he does really well. He now has in June Kentucky basketball being talked about. I mean I would be interested to see how many times in the months between May and August has he been a topic on PTI. Probably a lot, but. I will say this. I think this year we'll make it a sliding scale here. The the quicker the exit from the NCAA tournament, the more he talks during the offseason. I agree with that. I agree with that. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, like, he was the loudest after we went to the NIT. I mean, I, and, I, and you can understand uh, you know, It's natural. It's natural. And he How also can I knows, mark it in the positive? He also knows this summer is probably his most important recruiting class Maybe since that first one, because he's losing his whole team. Right. I mean, he he literally at the end of this season may have like two people on scholarship. I mean, not just two players, but like two people on scholarship. Right, right. He's never really had that before, and he knows he's got to go recruit eight guys, and he's got to go do it in a class that's not a great class. So like he can't fail. Like he can't miss guys. And I think that's going. I think that's why. And, and the other thing is Duke has treaded on his property. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and I'm sure that's another – and I didn't even think about that. I'm sure that's another sticking point now where he's just like, well, if he if they got Bolden, then damn it, we're going to put the SEC tournament on two courts. Yeah, you know, I mean, but it's, you know it's I mean. not about an individual guy, but it's about – Cal used to have this recruiting philosophy, and, and they used to do this. Orlando Antigua talked to me about this. They would get eight guys, and they would go, these are eight. And they were confident that they would get four to five of them. And they generally, I mean, there was like one or two they really wanted. But of the other six, they would essentially say, all right, whichever one of y'all wants to come first, here we go. And it worked. Now with Duke, that eight now has to go to like 10 or 12 or something like that. And then you start adding people that they don't love. And so they're like, well, do we take this guy when we really want this guy? Decisions now. And you start to have decisions. I don't think he likes that. He doesn't like that Duke has gotten in the way of how That's he wants to do it. That's interesting. That's probably um, you, having – if you never have done that – At uh, Kentucky. At I think he Kentucky. did it at Memphis, well, but he didn't, he didn't do it at Kentucky. And, and he never had to do it at Kentucky. Well, you're having to harken back to, to times where – you know, I got to do something. Perfect new. example, Jared. Th- th- so to give you an example, like he goes to twelve last fall. Jared Allen, who's a kid that still hasn't decided, and I think he's going to go to Texas. But that kid wanted to come to Kentucky, and he looked at Cal and said, "I'll come to Kentucky." Right? But Cal didn't want to have the chance to lose Bam, who's going to be a star. He kind of wanted Marcus Bolden, and he sort of put Jared off. Well, then they lose Marcus Bolden. Now he could really use Jarrett, but Too he's late. passed him over. Those were decisions Cal didn't used to have to make. Man, that is tough. That is tough. That that's probably my guess is, and you you'd know this better than I, is that this is basically his Memphis days. 
Well, no, no. He's ahead of me. And, and now no, I'm talking about just from the recruiting standpoint. Memphis but had to Memphis, play with a, bit, with a lot of people. But in Memphis, he was not just going for one-and-done guys. I mean, the thing you also have to remember is we're talking about – I mean, Cal is looking at it. At Memphis, he wanted his Derrick Rose and his Tyreek Evans. Right. But he knew he had to go get junkyard dogs to fill the rest of the team. Here he wants rock stars. He wants a team of rock stars. I got you. I got and there's only so many of those guys out there. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's only – Here's what's been interesting about Cal. Two kinds of players have had success under Cal. Superstars and dudes off the radar. You're Josh Harrelson's. The dude ranked 40th, 50th, 60th has struggled here. Charles Matthews, Stacey Poole, Kyle Wilcher. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's where he's in a now weird – he's having to play in that pool a little. A li- yes. A and, little. Th- and that's tougher because those dudes come to Kentucky – and they think they're as good as those other guys, right. but they're not. Right. You know, and that's where he's actually, I think, struggled a little bit. But this time around, if he if he plays in that pool, which he's going to have to, those he guys will. might have a real shot at getting the playing time that maybe the names you mentioned didn't have. True, shot at playing, at but having. they have to come in. I, I think Cal. This is my only criticism of Cal recruiting, and it's such a stupid criticism because he's had so well, much you're success. Having a nitpick. I mean, you're yeah. having a nitpick. I wish he. He sells even Charles Matthews on the notion of if you come here, you could be a one and done. Well, he can't. And at some point, I think Charles Matthews needs to come to Kentucky understanding he will not be a one and done. But I think Charles Matthews, but Cal doesn't want to tell him he won't because you want to help that the kid will work hard and do it. Boost his self esteem. So it's a tough spot. The perfect situation is Tyler Eulis. You bring him in, you say you're not going to be a four year kid. But Tyler doesn't think he's going to be a one-year kid, and he ends up giving you two great well, years. Well, maybe that's the way you sell it now. Instead of saying, you're going to be a one-and-done, you just say, look, I don't. you're not going to be here four years. If you're going to be here four years, you know, that you're, you, this you isn't, failed. This isn't the place for you. Right, right. right. Just, say, just say you're not going to be here four years instead of you're going to be a one-and-done. All right, let's talk Kentucky and Indiana for a second because you're a big Indiana fan. Yeah. How big was it for Indiana fans to win that game in Des Moines? Oh, it was it was huge. Obviously, I mean, uh, was it lost? Did it dampen at all the fact they got destroyed against UNC, or does it not matter? Um, a little from the fact that Crean has another hump to get over, and that's it. He he needs to win a game in the second weekend, and he can't do it. And yeah. So, and as I know, you spoke a lot about during March. Um, that bracket, I mean, it wasn't fair to anyone, really. No, it wasn't. that region just was not fair to anyone. So it it's tough to really bang on Crean for that necessarily. But that being said, if he doesn't do it eventually, the Kentucky game will be forgotten fairly quickly. I mean, Yeah, because like Kentucky, when they beat Louisville in the Sweet 16 a few years back, they sort of solidified it by then beating Michigan and going to the Final right. Four, right? Right. Do you – I've always gotten the feeling, and this sounds patronizing, but you're an Indiana guy. I've always gotten the feeling the Indiana rivalry, at least in the last 10 years – Matters a lot more to you all than it does to us. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. Um, and I will. This is where I think you have typecast us incorrectly. Okay. All right. You you have said Indiana wants to beat us so bad, and that's true. But there was a time, and I can remember being in this chair in this studio talking about it when Indiana was terrible five years ago, six years ago. Um, 
you're like you saying like Indiana Schmindiana, like get out of here with your Indiana. They're terrible. They're not even on our radar. I, and I still believe that. And now that they are on that radar, right, no, they're not. With you still believe they're that. They're not. They now that they are, everyone hates us, no, no, which no, is no, great. I, I don't hate, hate First us, of all, I don't hate you. Now I, there is like you're, you're, you it's know, endearing to us. You, I don't hate you. Look, I, in my opinion, you're in the same ballpark in my mind as that, Duke. Louisville. No, I'm just kidding. No, as Robert Morris <laughs> oh, and as here. Wisconsin. No, no, I mean, here. look, Indiana to me is a team that beat us. But that game didn't – I expected when we drew and we knew we were going to play Indiana. Here was my expectation. If we lose that game – and I always thought we could lose it. If we lose that game, it'll hurt more because it's Indiana. It didn't really. Oh, come on. No, it didn't. It just hurt because we lost. It hurt because I felt like that team was not a second-round team. See, I would have said exactly – the opposite of that as to why Indiana is now on your all's radar. It would have hurt. hurt. No, it would have It didn't. It would have hurt. If you, if I'm ranking the Cal tournament losses, I'm being 100% honest. Well, yeah, but this isn't fair, though, because you're going to go with losses that happened later in, in, the, the in the final game. But if we lost to Louisville in the first round, it would hurt more. Let me tell you that. Okay, let's put it this way. If you lost to Indiana in the national championship, it would hurt. Oh, yeah. I mean. Well, that might hurt a little more because it was Indiana. But here's my thing. This is why I don't think Indiana matters as much to Kentucky fans. Louisville has replaced you all as the thing we really hate. In the 80s, even through the 90s, you all were our Louisville, right? And Patino going to Louisville and then Patino having success at Louisville, that has made it. I cannot argue that. And I think, and then I think Duke and the history with Duke and now Kay and Cal have now replaced you all as number two. So I, I I don't think I have an argument with that. So uh, it doesn't hurt as much. But 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 remember, you're t- you're knocking us off of one and two. If we're still top five, don't tell me but it I doesn't hurt anymore. But I don't have that many teams that hurt me, right? Like oh, like there can only be so loud. many teams that hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like West, like honestly, Indiana beating us didn't hurt much more than if it was Wisconsin. At Wisconsin in what round? In second round. Oh, I don't. I don't. I think uh, I thought it would. I think you are wrong. I thought it would, but it didn't. Here's the only. Re- I think you are pandering. The to only your, reason to your it, IU crowd just didn't incite them. The only reason it bothered me at all was because I couldn't make fun of Crean as much. It's taken away. It's taken away <laughs> again, some comedy. Again, you're making fun of IU now, whereas before oh, you no, didn't I, want anything to do oh, with I've the been making, at all. To be fair, I've been making fun of Tom Crean since the moment he uh, got there. I mean, enough. Tom Crean is a – What remember, percentage of fans, if they could, would get rid of Crean today? Ooh. I bet it would be a split vote. Like 50-50? Yeah. I bet it would be a split vote. I don't know if um, if before the Kentucky game, I would have said it would be 70-30. Yeah, I would have too. Um, that, that, game, that game really helped. Um, but there are a lot of people that without that game, just that game, um, would be calling for his head. I mean, they have been. But it would probably be as loud as it's ever been right now, if not for yeah, one and, game. And if, it's interesting because if Kentucky won that game, like, like that. He might be gone. Yeah, what's maybe exactly like the thing when that bracket came out, the maddest person had to be Crean because it's one thing if they had lost in the second round, it would have been another thing if they lost in the second round to Kentucky. Well, and remember, now here's here is the saving grace for Crean. If if they would have lost to Kentucky, the reason he would have stayed, I believe he would have stayed. The reason he would have stayed is you just won the Big Ten, yeah, the regular season. 
Um, but the reason that the blood was starting to boil again, which is it just goes to fandom. Uh, you win the Big Ten tournament and you or Big Ten regular season, and you follow it up by losing in your first game of the Big Ten tournament to a Michigan team that was underachieving all season long, and uh, and then you know, oh, this first round game, boy, if he loses this first round game, yeah. we're already looking ahead to Kentucky in the second round. They better not lose the first. Well, I was game. hoping they would lose that first round game. That would have been really because funny. Indiana means more. That's why it, it, yes. does, it doesn't. You, you are talking yourself into these. I don't even have to do it for you. It doesn't You're mean more. I didn't. Corners. No, no. I always root for the lower seeded team because I want us to have the easiest route possible. And we we haven't gotten an easy route ever. Like we've always had to play That's, the best team. I agree with that. That there has yet to be a year that the bracket has broken Kentucky's way, really, since we've been here. I can't think of a year. I, I, mean, I agree with that. I mean that that uh, and and so one. Duke, and it always happens. His annual and it always I, happens for Duke. Always. The bracket always breaks their way. I, I don't – sometimes um, I don't understand what Coach K has done. That he must have – fanfare He must have nude pictures of everyone. If you go into his house, there's just uh, nude pictures of everyone like, in the he, country. I know. Does he take so, the selection committee members and, and, oh. and do the whole uh, – Well, he represents, even though it's completely bogus, he represents this idea of the ideals of what college basketball should be. Oh, get be. the hell out of here with that stuff. I mean, I agree with I you. I know. And, and you, know, you know what makes me crazy about Coach K? The number one thing – out of all these years of crazy stuff that – K has done. The number one thing is that Rashid Suleiman stuff went right under the rug. Of course it did. And that pisses me. I'm more mad at the media than K on that. Yeah. What the hell were you guys doing? And everyone just let it go. What the hell are you doing? That with the Baylor thing and stuff like that, these small cities – the media, those jobs, they're so are so important they're so to them scared. that the, yeah. The but you know, it's not like that in Lexington. Like the, 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 Jerry Tipton and Alan Cutler, they'll go after him. I, I don't feel like the nothing to the extent of what's going on. I'm, I'm going to a whole other level with Baylor. Well, and yeah, yeah, but, well, but I mean, we haven't I mean, had those scandals. Yeah, but that's if what they, I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, like, they, like, do you think Tipton would have? Tipton maybe. Tipton would have done have, anything. You have to have. I mean, you have to be there 30 years. But that's the difference. Yeah, you do have to be old school. You I mean, like be- there's that dude at South Carolina that would always make Spurrier mad. You know that yes, guy? Yes, Like I think there's that. Like there, you have to be one of those kind of people. You have to be We talked about this in the first half of the podcast. Yeah, you kind of have, have to be entrenched. entrenched. And, and I think that's you have a to fair make point. Your, you have to make whatever uh, And the other thing is nowadays – money. N- exactly. See, that's the thing. It used to be, and this is – KSR had success because I think the Herald Leader and the Courier Journal got away from giving the fans what they wanted. Okay, but now no everyone has to do that. All right. And so now fans don't like bad news. I mean, they just don't, right? Like like they no don't. One does. Yeah, but they get angry at bad news. And I think it's the natural inclination of people to attack the reporter. It's it's it, it that is the natural yeah, thing. Why so, is it, yeah, why is it so different? like again, use politics. Like Every time a story comes out negative about like Trump, he just attacks the reporter and says they're biased and they're blah, 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 blah. Hillary, I'm sure, does the same thing. Fans do that at the reporters. I mean, it's the reporters. So I think it makes reporters not want to do it because they got to get these people to read them. Well, 
I still think they're going to read him. I mean, my guess is Jerry Tipton. Well, what do you think red. about U of L? I mean, you're like these reporters well, here. That, I think it's all to me, and this is my opinion. Maybe you disagree. I think it's all access driven, and I want to keep my job. Driven. I agree. I don't think it has anything to do with whether the readers care or not. Like, if the readers don't, if the readers are mad at the reporter, they are still they're going to hate read them, just like they hate listen to you. The no, that's hate, true. That, 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 I think that's but a fair the point. but the but you still I have like to Bobby keep Knight? my job and all that stuff. You still like Bobby Knight? I'm, I'm just kind of indifferent with him now. I cannot believe. But you loved him when he was young. Oh, of course. But, it, but you, you still like him? He's a goober. I mean, he's just an old goober now, and I hate that. I, um, what if even if he came back to Bloomington now? It just I, so what would it be like? Like, like, right, so tell me, what percentage of the IU fan base still adores Bob? Oh man, hi. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even fathom a guess. It's all demographic. It's all demographic. That's what uh, I was thinking. So the, forty and under don't care. Uh, or hate them, yeah. Uh, the I would say forty and above, maybe maybe fifty and above, probably still adore him. But I mean that that number has waned in the last decade for sure. Why is he so stubborn? Why won't he just go back? I don't to know. I don't know. It's it, to, part of it is part of it is I appreciate to be honest with you, um, even though he's a goober. He this is. It's been him forever. Yeah. And he has refused to change He's for not gonna, anyone. He is not going to change. He, I mean, for anyone. I mean, he is loyal to a fault. Uh, and if, you, and if you're not loyal to him, he's not going to be loyal to you. I mean, he's loyal and disloyal, basically, to a fault. I think he's a goober. Now, you were in Oklahoma City for how long? Two years? Mm-hmm. Yep, a little over two years. I find that place interesting because all of a sudden they got us pro sports team basically because they – when the – Hornets had Katrina. Katrina. It's all based on a hurricane. And it was a good year for them when they came they for that. They filled up they the filled it up. every night. So they end up, they're really not a pro sports city, but they get a pro sports team. Correct. They seem to just love it. And then they all of a sudden have two of the five to six best players in the league. What is the dynamic of having a pro sports team like that in a city that is it smaller than Louisville? Or it's uh, I think it's about the same. I think in media market size, I think what Louisville is like fifty, yeah, and I think Oklahoma City might be like forty six. Okay, so very close yeah. cities. Um, so what's the dynamic of having Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in Louisville, kind of thing? The first thing that popped into my head, and this is true of the people on the radio too. Um, thankfully, I'm a little more level headed than some of them out there. They try to treat – they're football-driven, so they try to treat every NBA regular season game as if it were a college football game. So they're all huge? I mean, what – I mean, yeah, and if they lose, the sky falls every single night. I can't believe we just had a 20-loss season. Like, that's unacceptable. And then they go to the conference finals and they're one game away from, you know, Do that, they that have, like, towns like that tend to have an inferiority complex? Oh, sure. Do they have that based on other NBA cities? Because the players seem to like playing there. Durant's been great for that community. Oh, he's been great. I mean, the economy would really suffer if they left. I mean, yeah. and I'm not kidding when I say that. The economy would really suffer. It's already suffering there right now. Because of oil. Oil and gas. Yeah. But um, you would be amazed, and I think it's Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook that did this. The entire downtown, I heard 10 years ago, um, was a ghost town. Like, only business and only 9 to 5 was ever downtown. Yeah. And now, I lived downtown, and it was my favorite. I loved it way more than St. Louis living downtown. Loved it. And would still live there today if it wasn't 11 hours away. But, um, 
the the way the basketball works there is if you're if if it's not football season, it's number one, no matter what. They used to be somebody used to tell me this that if Bob Stoops ran for mayor of Oklahoma City, he would win unless he was going up against Kevin Durant. Okay, so that's the question now, because because I, I want to analogize it to Louisville. People in Louisville worry that if we had an NBA team. What would it It'd do to college? It'd be fine. See, I agree with you. Be and fine. you've been in a place where that's the case, right? I mean, you, but there, now is it different because the big sport are different? Well, there's the only difference that I could see is oh, maybe, maybe the sport. Um, so maybe this is the second difference is that the main college isn't two miles down the street. It's 20. Yeah. Maybe 25. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's a difference. Uh, might be. That's all I can think of. Um, that, like they're really it. there's almost a little bit of a buffer between Norman, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma City. It's about 20, 25 miles. So that's the only thing I can think of. But Do a lot I, of these sponsors now again, it's oil, gas. Maybe we're talking billion dollar industries. Yeah. Instead of around here, you know, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, but they are very much able to throw a lot of money at the University of Oklahoma or OSU, and a lot of money. At and the and but here, I mean. UPS and Yum are two major, major corporations. Worldwide corporations. Yeah. I so think it would work. Do you – another interesting thing. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State hate each other, mm-hmm. like Kentucky and Louisville. Do they unite to Absolutely. cheer for the Thunder? Is and that, the same thing would happen here. I agree with the you. The same thing would happen here. They, um, every single night you can, of, a, of a Thunder game, you can find people that hate each other during the football season and sit right next to each other during a Thunder game. And, um, and, and frankly, the, the, the only thing that Thunder fans get mad about is just like the, the, uh, the frequency with which the Thunder loses. I mean, just because, you know, because <laughs> there's so many games game season. Other than that, I mean, it's a ratings go crazier, in my opinion, during basketball there really? than during football there. Well, you just wonder. I mean, it makes me so frustrated because, you know, the Sonics moved there. It could have easily been here, right? Like, I mean, the, the, My senior thesis in college, uh, I graduated the journalism degree, was the whole uh, NBA team potential moving here. If the Sonics had moved here, which was possible, we weren't at the top of the rankings, but it was essentially there were like five teams, and Louisville was probably fourth or fifth on the list, and they went to Oklahoma City. But if they had moved here – and all that was happening here. Oh, I mean, can you imagine okay. what it would have been like? And I mean, think, you know, you only have the derby during the summer. Like, th- think of you know, like, and I'm thinking of media things, but there would never be an off day. No, not there really. There would never be an you off wouldn't. day. Like, because you'd be right now talking about the draft and like who they're going to get. Oh and, yeah. And then if and, they and, and if, if they Kevin ever Kevin Durant's up for free agency, I mean the ratings in this book and radio will be enormous. Not just because of the Warrior series, but because of free agency. And if they ever drafted a Kentucky guy, oh, you know, what I mean, well, and that's the other thing that that and and I'm sure you've talked about this. I'm not trying to break any new ground here, um, but with the re, with all of Coach Cal's success with NBA players, there's going to be a different one here every night. Yeah, every that's a great point. Every single night. Like, point. it'll fill up every night. I would be – I'm almost sure of Sacramento it. Sacramento should move here. 
Sacramento. I mean, if, I, my if, thesis was on the Grizzlies. Remember when they moved from Vancouver to Memphis? Louisville was way up there. I if, mean, oh, but it might have been Charlotte. If you one of the two. if you brought Sacramento here, just now with Demarcus and Willie and Rondo, a hometown. Guy. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! I mean, forget <laughs> it. Like, like I'd buy season tickets I, in a heartbeat. I dream about it, and um, there are. I mean, now that I have worked in NBA City, the, one of the reasons I moved from St. Louis to Oklahoma City was. I had never worked in an NBA town. I had gotten NFL now. I would gotten Major League Baseball. I really wanted NBA. And now that I have, the dichotomy – and maybe it will change now that I'm back here. I don't know. But the dichotomy in my head or the rankings in my head of what I am most interested in when it comes to sports has totally changed. Baseball has taken a dive. Nobody cares about baseball. Um, and you were in St. Louis. and nobody, you know. Yeah. I mean, college football um, – is I, it has always been way up there, and the NBA is creeping. Yeah, it is creeping on second place or third. NFL is up there, so third place. So college basketball is fourth for you? No, first. Okay, okay. I was about so, to say, come on. Yeah, no. College basketball, NFL. It used to be college football was three, and, and now you're saying the NBA may. Have I would. It's close. You know, for me, to be honest with you, it is probably college basketball. Boy, that's a good question. If I were to take my top five sports, I would go college basketball one. I probably would put the NBA second. Would you? I would probably put college football third, but that's been on a major rise. I used to not really care, to be honest. Really, the radio show made me care more about college football than I ever did. I would say fourth. I guess pro football is fourth, and then I'd probably have like Tennis fifth because I because we did that stuff Drew and I did think, for a while. Do you think your listeners would enjoy more NBA talk? No, I mean no, but I think they want they're interested in UK the guys in the NBA. Yes, talk. yes, I'm talking more so than that. In about two or three years, when I think UK guys start getting on the teams that are contending, which that will happen, kind of when this last. I mean, right now. The generation that's dominating NBA is the generation before Cal's guys got in the league. Right. LeBron, Durant. Right. Like, it's that tubby uh, yeah. Gillespie. When it becomes our generation, it's and it's Towns, and it's Davis, and it's Wall, and et cetera, I think the NBA playoffs will be massive in Kentucky. Because I remember when Tayshon and the Pistons won the title. Yeah, yeah. That was huge. Yeah, yeah. Tayshon was huge yep. during those – I mean, those games – those games were massive in Kentucky. Ennis Cantor didn't even play here, and people followed it. Wait till we get a guy in one of those, and I think you'll see it. Would you take Davis or Towns right now? You know, I would have argued. I've asked. I've had a bunch of NBA guys on here, and I ask them all that, and they all take Towns. And so I think they've kind of convinced Are they me. Prisoner to take of the Towns. moment, though. I well, mean, Towns. I think is you, great. I think Towns you take Davis. If you could promise me neither get hurt, yeah. I think you take Davis. Yeah. But I, but they, I don't that know hurts. that you can promise that, me that. that. that whole, the whole injury thing. I, I, I think you have to say Towns has shown to be more durable. Plus Towns, I mean Davis is a great but guy. It's only one year. I mean that's. I mean Davis is a great guy, but Towns is like the best dude ever. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, not a nicer dude than that's. Towns. You know, that's one of the things that I think has can made I sneak Kentucky in a story? Less hateable. Can over I sneak the last in a story? Decade is they all that those players are so likable. Can yeah, I sneak in a story for you? Go ahead. I have this story that I've always talked about telling that I don't tell. Oh, so you're going to do it here, huh? 
Well, it's the end of a podcast. Try to bump up a listenership for a crappy Zach McCray podcast. No, I just I'm trying to think if this is the time because all right, is there anybody that was there that's still if on the team? If you tease it now and don't do it, you're going to have a lot of editing to do later. Might as well just do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Why not? You'll understand when I tell you off the air. <laughs> you're just going to piss a whole lot of people. Well, off. I mean, I want to tell. One of these days, I'll drop. How it. many people? First of all, it's not as crazy as I'm making it out to be. But there are still some people on the team. How many? Though this is a Bahamas story. Oh gosh. So Derek Willis is still on the team. Dominique Hawkins is still on the team. Um, okay. I guess that's it. Those are the only two. So when they go, yeah, but they don't care. I mean, I don't think any of they don't care, but I just feel like, you know, when they go, I'll tell the story. Right. Even though they don't have anything to do with the story, to be honest with you. You're ma- you're not helping your case for not telling no, the story. No, it's it's a, it's an elaborate tease. <laughs> yeah. It's like a 10 year tease. <laughs> Listen in 2 years and you'll be able to hear the what are you Paul Harvey? You're the worst Paul Harvey ever. <laughs> Good day. Uh <laughs> Let me before before I ask you your final question. Let me real quick touch of modern. Yeah, you are a man who likes modern. Yeah, things, look at me. Right. Yeah, just well, a shirt. And that shorts. Monday night football shirt. How old is that Monday oh, night football shirt? Oh, at least shirt? seven for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, I can't. I, w- I got to go up to ESPN in Bristol. I remember and, when you did that. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, I have to come back with all the. I spent like three hundred dollars in paraphernalia. I should have gone to Touch of Modern. Touchofmodern.com has all these modern g- gadgets, doodads, shirts, like all kinds of stuff. For instance, I always do this. I go to the Touch of Modern app when I do these ads, and I just read you what's on there now. Okay. Right now at the top of the page, the Kawano Smart Scooter. It has GPS on the scooter and shows you where you're going. How's that? <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. I've always imagined 35-year-old me being on a scooter with GPS. All right. How about Banksy art for the public? So it's like Star Wars art or Lord of the Rings art. All right. right. All right. How about wireless earbuds? Look at that. I just, if I would have known Touch of Modern had those, I would have bought them. I just purchased some. I got them today. I'm not kidding. Did you really? I, they, 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 they look kind of crazy in your ear. People think, whoa. Those What's are going some, on? There's some crazy earbuds, How about this? but I love um, them. Look at this. A magnetic phone case. You strap a piece of. A, That's smart. So when you run, That's it just smart. is magnet on your on your thing. So they have all of this thing. Or an urban dog tag. <laughs> I love urban dog tag. I've always I'm said more of a, I should start an urban dog I'm tag. I'm more of a company. rural dog tag kind of guy. <laughs> like, I want my dog tag. Where are the urban cat tags? That's what <laughs> Anyway, I they have that and a lot more at touchofmodern.com. I buy things from Touch of Modern all the time because I'll look at it and I'll go, you know what I need? I need a luxury eyewear organizer. And then I'm, at, the, and I'm at Touch of Modern, That's and right. there you go. Check it I out. I bet they have monocles there. You know what? One one day I don't know, I was on there and they were selling a monocle. I'm not kidding you. Imagine like what's the store that Bridgestone? Imagine Bridgestone, but everything's really nice and you don't have to sit in the chairs that fat people have set in. Brookstone. 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 Sorry, right, yeah. farting all the time. Yes, right? yes. That's, that's right. touchofmodern.com. Old fat guy with nothing on and it's like his belly sticking out. I want to sit in the vibrating chair. I'm back in ninety minutes, honey. <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, miserable men? Hey, let me tell you something real quick. Miserable men, search for it on Instagram. There are pictures just like that. It's miserable men who have to sit in a mall or somewhere public waiting on their wives. I I always imagine those Bridgestone chairs are the nastiest chairs, the display models. You know what, Matt? I mean, I'm sorry. I've never really thought about it. 
I think about it a lot. I just think about it. I don't want to have anything to do with those chairs. But Touch of Modern has that stuff, and America has not sat in it before you get it. That, which is good. Which just is good. get it on the app. Trust us. Yes, exactly. It was, hey, it was a lot of fun, Zach. We're oh, gonna get I enjoyed you it. On the, it. We're going to get you on KJK, and the next thing the world will know. And by the way, the Twitter account is at Big Easy. B-I-G-E-Z. It was a stupid nickname back in the day, and now it's, like such, it. it's such a short nickname that I love the Twitter. It, it, it's, it's official and everybody knows who you are that way. It's Big Easy. Tell him uh, hi, because a lot of you remember him from before. Zach, thank you, man. You got it, buddy. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Woo!